Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. I am your co-host, L1. I'm the other guy, Trevor. And on today's episode, we are talking about Predator and Prey. Because we watched both of them recently. Mm-hmm. Me, I watched Predator for the first time. I know, I'm a, I'm a sad boy. But it's fitting if we talk about Prey, which is what we were originally going to do, to also talk about the OG that started it all. And one of the most iconic action movies ever in, in Predator. Yeah. A part a, a part of the, the iconic and everlasting 80s action movie group with mm-hmm. Aliens, Rambo. What's, Die what's, Hard. Die Hard. Lethal Weapon, we can include that as well. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to talk about that. But before we do that, TJ, it's it's kind of, has it been a hot minute? I guess it's, for Uh, us it has, sort of. Right? I don't know. When was the last time I recorded a podcast? Um, Like last week? Last week, but we didn't record, okay, I should clarify this. First of all, it was my bad that I didn't get the episode up till Saturday. I'm, I'm, again, I'm a sad boy. What? (laughs) But... On the Instagram post, I said that we would have an episode up on Sunday with the Terminal List with Emerson. But see, the thing about our friend Emerson is... Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yes. He doesn't always show up on time. Mm -hmm. And so we were essentially going to record the Terminal List episode a couple hours before everyone showed up. I said, Emerson, get here at, I think it was 2 or 1 o'clock. I think it was 1 o'clock. Everyone's going to show up at 3 Said He said, I can't make it at 1, I'll be there at 2. I was like, okay. okay, that's fine, we have an hour. He said, then he said, 30-some minutes later, I actually can't be there at 2, I'm going to be there at a little bit before 3 or at 3, and then my, I knew, okay, we can do the podcast. So I'm sorry for that announcement. I should have known better than to trust Emerson. Gosh darn it, Emerson, I'm going to, don't worry, I'm going to I'm gonna let my anger out on him when we talk about the Star Wars tier list stuff. Because yeah, whatever that is. Whenever that is, because for those who don't know, he does not like the sequel trilogy movies. Or so. Star Wars Rebels. Or Star Wars Rebels, so I'll, I'll go at him then. pretty bad. What? I said that one's also pretty bad for him. Yeah. So, I will... I, I already know how I'm going to attack him and, mm. and just take him out at the Star Wars tier list when we talk about... At least, the, I only defend... For those that are curious, I only defend the first two Sequels. sequel movies. Yeah. I don't defend the third one. First two I do defend. I defend essentially the entire enti- the entirety of the first one and then most of the second one. The whole Rose Finn thing is a whole other thing. But other than that, yeah. So that'll be interesting whenever we get to that. It'll probably be unfortunately it won't it probably won't be till winter break. Who knows, yeah. Because we're going to the place they call college. And yeah. it's kind of interesting. It's kind of an inter- interesting place if if I do say so myself. It's a place with lots of stress. Lots of, can I just go and jump in a river? That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Predator and Prey. TJ, do you care which one we start with? No, I don't. Okay. I think then we should start with, let's start with Prey. Okay. Because that one came out, that's the recent one that came out, well, I guess it's over a week now. Because today is... Tuesday, yeah. So it, it came out just like a week-ish ago. On like, I think it was not, I don't think it was last Friday. I think it was maybe the Friday before. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. It did come out though. I think think it was like August 5th, actually. That kind of reminded me. There was a lot of things that came out that that weekend, actually, August, that August 5th around then weekend, Bullet Train, other things like that, which we talked about and you can check in a a previous episode. But yes, TJ, 
give me your initial thoughts on Prey. Yeah, um, overall thoughts on the movie. I like it for the most part. <clears throat> Personally, I I still like the original Predator more. Um, cause I, I think that one's a little more consistent, consistent in my opinion. But I think for me, the first little bit of this movie, it, 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 it tries to find its footing. It hits in some points, it hits in others, or it doesn't hit in others. Um, but I think once he hits that, like, that initial mark where, like, where it's, like, everything changes and it becomes the movie it wants to be, I think it's awesome. I think it is consistently fantastic. It's just getting to that point was a little bit of a struggle for me. See, that is something I do want to address because I don't like getting in, into debates, especially between TJ. TJ's my friend. He's my co-host. I don't like yeah. doing this. Could, would you please specify more what you mean if you can? Yeah, so are you I, talking I was, I was about gonna, like... I was going to go into it, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I guess for me, I, there's like two things. Script writing. I, the first thing, I, I will... I don't like the first script writing for the first like part of this movie because it is so basic and it is so boring uh, in, the, in the terms of things how things are written. Everything, everyone's... All the side characters are really bitchy. All the... A lot of the just the, the dialogue that the main characters say feels very stock, but like it 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 is just like oh she has to prove herself, but she's not seen as like fit for the like the hunt, and it it, it just it felt very much like I'd seen this in like a bunch of other movies, and it didn't it felt like it was just like a copy and paste of that kind of trope, and I was like this doesn't feel that great. I mostly I'm. I'm 90, 90% there with what you just said. My yeah. only gripe to what you what you were just saying is that I, I did like that sort of bitchy behavior by yes. some of the characters because that made me hate some yeah. of the characters, which I think I, is what they were going for. And I, I yeah. thought it was effective, at least from my viewing experience, that, I, that certain moment. I moments. think there was, there was moments where it was, like, it was nice, but at the same time, it just kept coming. And I was like, oh, my God. Can these two characters do anything other than complain? Because, mm. like, the one guy with the red hair, he complained. Every line he had for, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie was just complaining. Which made his death, for me, satis- well, it satisfying. Well, super satisfying. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he added nothing of note. He just complained. Like, he didn't he didn't say anything other than, a co- like, oh, just complaining. Like, it would have been nice if, like, he had, like, a few lines where it's like, oh, he's not, like, that, that bad. But it's just like mm-hmm. it felt like it was so relentlessly just oh my god can you shut up like I I dreaded every second he was on on screen because it was just like I I knew I hated him and I, yes hating an actor in a, in a role is a good thing I mean if that, they're that, going for that yes if that they're going for emotion that. and I think he goes for it and he succeeds in for the most part but I think the difference is that the way they wrote him it, it just it felt like it was too much. It was too okay. much of the, the the feeling they were going for. Like, they needed to dial it back just a little. Like, I liked it for the most part, though. It was just, it was a little too much. And I was just like, you need to say something else. You are adding nothing of note. It, it I, I don't know. That's just yeah. me. It's, it's, it, it, it's, I like it, but like, okay, I'll take uh, Joffrey from Game of Thrones, for example. Way bigger of a role. But like. He he says a lot of things that you hate and do a lot of things that you hate, but at the same time, it's not as relentless. He's like, 
there's t- there's moments where he kind of takes a backseat in kind of like the bitchiness and someone else t- like takes it which i think makes the, that 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 thing so effective is because like he's not always the big bad annoying character he's annoying at times and it it, it feels more well paced I don't know if that's a fair comparison, though, because that's a it's, it's television not. show. Well, I'm just... Well, it, it's still... It, 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 well, I, I, that's why I said this. It, it, it's a weird comparison, but it's still... It, it's still trying to address a character that you hate. It, mm-hmm. You're meant to hate them. But, like... Yes, and Joffrey sticks around for four seasons, and he's technically more of a main character. But, like, at the same time, it, 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 it's this weird thing where it's like, they pace it... They pace, like, the hatred of him, like... Oh God, like even in the first episode of Game of Thrones, like the first 60 minutes of that show, they pace him in such a way that like you find him so annoying, but like he's not always annoying. He's he's like annoying to like like a solid like 80 percent of the time. And then at the other times, like where he like could be annoying, someone else is like taking that spotlight from him, which I think is a good thing, mm. which I think is is how a character like that should be written. Oh god! Sorry, Qui Gon. Yeah, don't. What the TJ? Why are you abusing Qui Gon over there? Um, I don't know. Um, That's not fair. He can't move. Yeah. But... <laughs> Sorry, I was I was formulating a thought. Okay, let's 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 try and let's let's move back to prey. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's yeah. let's get to let's go back to the movie. Yeah. You bring up a good point with the the script at the beginning. I agree. I think it is clunky it's and clunky. and awkward. But. That is nothing to to. It's not, a, um, it's not an awful thing. It's it's well, yeah, it's not an awful thing. But I, what I was trying to say here is it's not it's not the the clunkiness is not the the actors or actresses' fault. That no. is purely that is purely script stuff. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just very from a from a purely acting standpoint. I thought the main girl who I I don't know if she's acted anything, but I hadn't seen yeah. her. She was she was a good she did a good job. I thought. Yeah, I, she um she was consistently good. She they? was consistently good. It wasn't some over the top standout performance of the year or anything like that. No. But I think given the circumstances and where she was placed, I thought she did a nice job. Yeah. And I think the most important thing in a movie like this that is extremely simplistic is the fact that she can carry it in a, not necessarily a a mundane way, but just carry the movie, make it go forward. And she doesn't, she doesn't, um stop any of that forward progress which is i believe the most one of the most important parts when you're trying to play a role in a movie like this yeah um i i I liked her she was she was a good main character um i think she fit the the vibe of the movie very well and you did say it was it you'd seen this this plot plenty of times before where it's like the the uh the girl's trying to redeem herself or the guy or whoever's trying to redeem is trying to like fit in with the the group yeah that is fair but to me, that I didn't dock the movie necessarily for that because I, I thought, did, yeah, I didn't either. I okay, just, you didn't. Either. I you just were just pointing it, it out. Yeah, it was. I, it was. I pointed it out, and I think that that's part of the reason why I think the dialogue there officially at, at times is very like clunky and it's just it felt very basic. It felt like it was just like, oh, I've seen this before in other movies that I, in my opinion, sometimes do it better. Yeah, I, I think I didn't mind it because it fit. Yeah, that story vibe. it yeah. made it more interesting and it again it it was able to once the clunkiness uh um, left yeah 
it it made it so it made sense that she was going on this journey to find this predator or find whatever to yeah. to kill it and and things like that. I mentioned briefly the simplicity. Mm-hmm. Oh my freaking gosh! It with it can't be understated for me at least how much I love simplistic films. Mm-hmm. It, especially nowadays, you have all these at least. Well, a good amount of films are these complex, all these different themes, all these different characters going into go to one location or drifting away or whatever. These these the management of characters. It's also so complex. This one is dirt simple and it's really refreshing. I, yeah. I love that. One of my all time favorite action movies, straight action movie, is Police Story. And Police Story is dead simple. I mean, it's a plot that. Is, is you've seen seen in plenty of other movies, um, yeah. in, in 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 different in different facets in different ways, but it's it's I'm so glad someone finally did come up with this plot for a predator movie because it makes when you think about it, it makes so much sense. Yeah, the it, predator has such a a big presence mm-hmm. that you really just need. Hey, just get the predator. Just get these hunters or whatever, yeah, and let let's go, yeah, let's it, go. It only, yeah, that, 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 I think that's one thing people liked about the original was just like it was a bunch of guys versus a big monster, and I think this this movie kind of goes back to it in a cool little way. And and pasta and even it even makes it more simple, like because yeah, with yeah, yeah, with yeah. the beginning of Predator, they, Predator, they have the whole mission. It's like they got to do this and they got to do this or whatever. Which yeah. it's, don't get me wrong, TJ. You, obviously, you're correct. It, it is a simple movie, and, yeah, for, and it, for the most part, it's pretty simple. For, for simple. This one is just like, hey, I want to redeem myself. Let's go kill this predator. Let's yeah. go kill this monster. I, I want to fit into to my culture, or I want to. I want to be different. Let's go kill it. Let me go find this predator and kill it. That is yeah. literally the plot, yeah, and much. and it creates plenty of great things. I also want to shout out the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Oh, really whew, I, I just had to, there were some moments where I, I just, and I'm glad they, we want, what happened? Oh, sorry. I, I just looked over and I saw that, uh, the Gatorade zero has 270 milligrams of sodium in it. Like that's a lot of sodium. <laughs> I yeah. don't, I, that just randomly caught my attention. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm a sodium kind of guy, so. Mm, lots of salt <laughs> yeah lots of salt sound like emerson <laughs> yeah yeah well emerson's emerson's a salty guy so he's a salty boy but there were moments where i was literally just i just had to like sit back and just just take it in take it in yeah. like i was on a trip or something i was just like oh. they, they got like those planet earth style shots <sighs> they're yeah. the, the extreme wide shots there were there were six or seven where i just sat back and i'm like oh my gosh yeah, I am just, and I'm just in this whole nother plane. I'm in a whole nother existence right now. Mm-hmm. This is just beautiful, and and with those moments, I, you know they're great when you see them, and you say to yourself, "This could be my desktop screensaver on my laptop." Oh yeah, and it looks beautiful. It's just like you know it's that good, mm-hmm. and I love when directors are. Um, and cinematographers take advantage of their environment. Yeah. And this the cinematography along with and along with some other things they really do take advantage of that as much as possible. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, what what did you think of the cinematography TJ? I mean, I, I thought it was yeah. amazing. I think it's 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 definitely one of the best of the year in my opinion. It's yeah. 
um, that they they really like you said t- took advantage of like their their foresty naturey mountain like like area. It, it it just felt it felt expansive. It just felt it it was just really nice to look at. Like um, when I fin- when we finished the movie, the like first thing I compared it to was the Revenant. Like, yes, John has not seen, so he didn't. Well, I, well I, you kind of know what I'm talking about because like, I've seen I've seen the trailers and Instagram yeah. show me a billion clips. So I. Yeah. There were I I literally had one moment where I was like, "Yo, this looks like a, a clip from a revenant from the revenant that I've yeah. seen." That that that's one thing I do like about the, the movie is like every few maybe like thirty minutes, like when it's like kind of taking a breath, it'll just show some nature shots and I'll get back into it. And it's like it, it's like this almost like calming, like oh, it sets the scene. And I think it does. It they did that kind of thing where it's like they they took some time to just show nature, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, um, it's it can't nowadays when you have all these super timed and set up and and all this this complication with getting these really cool looking shots. Mm-hmm. You get every once in a while you get a movie like this where it's just like we're literally just showing nature. Yeah, and surprise, surprise, it works really well. Yeah, and so. I kind of hope more movies do this. I mean, a lot of, obviously a lot of movies aren't necessarily set in environments like, like this that, yeah. for as long as it is, but still it's like, Hey people, we live on this beautiful planet called earth. Mm-hmm. We could, there's definitely opportunities to, to do what this movie is doing. And I think that is, that is great. Yeah. I will say that I, the, I one thing that I do like the, um, like they paste the, the the shots of like nature really well. Yes, that um, they don't they don't overload you with them because they know it's good or whatever. It's it's you're yeah. right. It is it is spaced out quite yeah. well. Um, because there's one movie that does that as like their opening is they show just shots of it's a um, midnight in Paris. Oh, okay. Woody Allen. Uh, great movie. I love that movie. They start the movie with showing like four minutes of just shots of Paris. Great shots. Amazing shots. Um, it, it, it kind of carries that same vibe of, of like in the city kind of thing, but it's too much. Mm. It's really too much. Um, like it's like, it's only, it's borderline five minutes long of just shots of the city. And that's one thing where I was, I was watching it and I was like, should there be credits going over this or should I like be, should something be happening? No, it's just shots of the city. Mm. And I find it boring almost. Because I'm like, these look cool, but at the same time, why the hell am I watching this? Why don't you just cut this and then just, yeah. I don't know. There's like no pacing to it. Um. Then again, I think that's just that movie's problem with the first like 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes felt really weird. That being said, though, Prey is awesome, and I love, I do love Midnight in Paris. Once it gets into it, it it's almost like this movie. You know right? what shot? Totally, and this I should bring. We should bring up a spoiler warning here. We didn't earlier, but we yeah. are going to get into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Prey. Just, just be warned that we will get be getting spoilers. It was like, I think it was, it was one of the very last shots, and it was the predator blood oozing out of the head with the sunrise or sunset. One of the mm, two. Yeah. Holy! I was, uh, dude. That that was one where I just, I just. That's why part of the reason why I was so excited because just literally just that one shot of the. Ne- what would you say like, ne- like glowing of oh, the neon green neon green blood combined with this this violet like pink purple i 
I don't know if it was a sunset or a sunrise. I can't remember. Either way, that was an incredible color combo. Oh yeah, and I expect to see some color palette photos from that one. Uh, that one uh, section. Well, that one color palette Instagram. You know the yeah. one that, that oh, yeah. there's a few of them, but. One of those I'm expecting to see that that Sometimes shot because so. it is oh my gosh it is beautiful yeah they at least at least the first Predator movie didn't take advantage of the Predator blood like that I think part of that might have been just the technology at the time yeah. but still it's like it was vibrant it was just like it was glowing it was just right in your face mm-hmm. with the with the sunrise sunset oh my gosh that was. Yeah, another one of those moments where I just had to sit back in in the couch and I was like, I'm just gonna like sink into the couch, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. But it yeah. was, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, I, I, it, it's one that I, this is a movie that I'll be like, I'm very excited to like come back to sometime in the future. Like maybe once we, I've watched like the rest of the Predator movies with you and all that. Yeah, it's like I I want to sit back. I want I I want to like come back to like some of that like feeling and just like like the look of it and the simplicity of it. And, um, I, I also just want to see how it compares to like the rest of them. Cause I've heard the, like the last predator movie is God awful and I'm very excited for it. <laughs> or the fourth one, at least. Yeah. The predator. The one, the two predator movies that I've heard that we haven't seen mm-hmm. that I've heard good things about is predator two and predators. I mm-hmm. think with Adrian Brody. Yeah. I've heard those ones have some redeemable qualities to them. You and I have talked about how Predator 2 actually has a cult following now. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of... Originally, it was hated, but now there's people coming around on it. Yeah. My dad has been hounding TJ and I to watch, to watch this w- second one because he really likes it. And I'm hoping to get him to watch this this one, too, because he really likes Native American movies, movies with Native Americans in them. Um, Thunderheart... Oh, if, if I'll just give this a sh- quick recommendation. If anyone likes movies with a lot of Native American culture in them... Definitely check out Thunderheart with Val Kilmer because also Val Kilmer is part Native American. Actually, I can't remember which which uh, tribe or whatever, but he is part Native American. But it's set on a I think it's set in a uh, the Badlands of is it North Dakota or South Dakota? I can't remember. But anyway, it's a it's a tribe there, and he he's it's like a FBI investigative thing, and it's a solid movie. I, I really enjoyed it. And Val Kilmer's our guy. He's yeah. one of our guys on the he's podcast. Cool. So quick quick recommendation, but. Yeah, so I'm trying to get him to watch Prey, and that's probably the next time I will watch it. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely worth watching on the biggest screen you can. That was yeah. one thing that you and I talked about that was disappointing, is they did not release it in theaters. No. That I was, as soon as I was seeing all these shots that we were just talking about, I imme- one of the thoughts while watching the movie was, wow, this would have looked Way tremendous on a big screen. On yeah. a big screen. Why, why, I, don't, I don't know what the contract situation is, but... Yeah, they Disney just Hulu, didn't what release the hell were you it. Thinking? They, I mean, we're out of COVID. There's basically all the movies. They, this is, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, there's, there's still, obviously yeah, other streaming service movies released, but with this scale and this amount of, I feel like money put into it, maybe it's like I feel like this definitely could have should have been a theater experience. Yeah. That that's, I think that's what like Netflix does really well is like when they know something's going to be big like that, they throw it on the big screen. They showed the Gray Man in theaters. They showed like they showed the Irishman, Marriage Story, stuff like that. Where it's like, when they know it's going to be a big deal, and they've thrown a bunch of money at it, they're not playing around. They're gonna they're gonna make sure that you experience it in a cool way. Yes, it's cool to experience it in your house and all that, but I mean, going to the theater and watching it is just infinitely cooler. And I think that that is a company that does realize it. That I think Disney weirdly hasn't figured out yet. 
when it comes yeah. to like their streaming releases because it's just like it's out. But I mean, and you could watch this on the big screen and probably make it cooler. But no, why would we do that? Just like you're the biggest production company in the world. You would think that you have a little more brains than that. Yeah. Fortunately for us, we were able to watch it on a 4K screen. 4K screen with big speakers. With big speakers, so that was nice. But still, it's not a movie theater. So yeah, it, it that, that would have been an, a, a cool experience. But yeah. One thing I want to touch on, because we, we should be wrapping this up, and it is a staple, obviously, of the franchise, is the action itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which had plenty of moments of gasps and just, oh, my gosh. Shouts. Sh- I was shouting that a few times. You you were getting some – you got some good facial expressions there, TJ. So did Emerson. It, it definitely also met that expectation for me. And in some regards, it didn't exceed it, but it met it for – because my initial, my initial thoughts were it should be heightened because it's – 40 years, well, 30-ish years, 35-ish years later oh, originally, yeah. after the original. So it should be heightened. It should be greater. And it, and it was, it yeah. was, it was more, it was, um, it was smart, intuitive. Yeah. And I, and I think smart too is a good, good word for, for the action and also the way it was shot. I don't want to go back to that, but I will say one thing that I, I kind of discovered and you did too as well, TJ is how economical they were with the progression of shots in the action and how they moved the story. So for example, there's a lot of shots where a character or an animal or something will leave the screen and then right behind it will be another character animal, whatever that will lead you into the next scene. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. And they do that with the action. It is just, it is awesome um primal it it really does use that simplicity yeah even further in the action and making it wild and cooler and more i guess in your face i should say because of how how simple it is yeah i did i i love the action of this movie i thought it was really well done um yeah it 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 gets a lot more crazy because i mean I feel like that is like a thing of like just aging up and being 30 years after the original is that like you can be a lot more crazy and effects have come a long way and all that. Like it did the, the, it feels like the production value of that section was just like, it was boosted. You can see it's boosted. It looks awesome because of that. Yeah. Um, and I mean the, 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 the um, the action scene in the mist. Oh my Ooh. God. It's awesome. That was heater. Yeah, I I was very into it. It was that like that I, I, that like whole last like half of the movie where like it really kicks into gear. Holy god, it's amazing. Yeah. Um. It, it it's just like it's so fur- crazy and it's super frantic. I mean, you can't help but love it. It's it, it's, it's so awesome how how visceral it is mm-hmm. and how upfront it is with the blood and the gore and everything and all the. <laughs> unique and interesting ways they killed all these different people. I, I really hope that in the writer's room they were talking about, they were just sitting out and they had a day where they were just like, okay guys, how do we let's, kill everyone? Yeah. We how do 20 we kill people to kill? How do we kill them all in a cool fashion? Yes. How do, okay. They're, they have a big whiteboard. They're writing down. Okay. Kill this guy with, with the predator's shield blade thing. Okay, cool. Um, kill this man with a net, kill this man with a net. 
kill the kill these people with these circular disc things that come out of the predator all that stuff it's just yeah yeah i really hope that happened and, and probably probably did honestly with with how yeah. di- how diverse and how and all, and all the different ways they were they were killing these these guys the the frenchmen were they french i think yeah they're french french and and even some of the yeah native americans as well the who were they? the comanches yeah um one thing that honestly i felt like would have heightened the movie and i wish they did is do the film in full comanche instead of english i they did they have a dub for that oh they do have a dub for that yeah oh okay i want to go back and watch that then yeah because they have a they have the, 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 the english dub and then the comanche dub did they, they, but they were originally obviously speaking in English, like while they were on. I don't know. The, I, I don't know if they, they, I, yeah, I think they, I think it was, I was looking was and English. I think it was English they were speaking. I'm pretty sure it was English. Yeah. yeah. But that is a good, okay. That, at least that's good. Yeah. I think, I think it, it, it was the first full film to be released in Comanche. Yeah. Um, I did, I did know that, but I didn't know it was, I thought it was just subtitles. I thought, I didn't know it was dub. Yeah. They, they dub it in Comanche. Oh, wow. Um, that, I might actually, I might actually want to. Next time I watch it, I might actually want to do that because that'd be kind of dope. Yeah, I, I that, that was one thing I was definitely interested in because I, I didn't know originally if it was in English or if it was in Comanche, and I was like, I'm here for either. Um, and it looks like when you just click on it, it's just uh, um, English, but yeah, it starts. I, it's it it's well, it's advertised in English, and yeah. Well, yeah, well, I didn't know if it was like going to be like one of those things where it's like you go into like settings and have to turn it on to English. With like, mm. um, like, yeah. cause I mean like Netflix, when the, when you turn on a foreign film, it immediately puts on the, like the original dialect of it, like the, um, original language. Netflix does. Mm-hmm. Like if you're watching a French movie, it automatically goes to French. So I didn't know if it was like, it was made in Comanche and then they just dubbed it over in English right. kind of thing. One thing that is annoying, speaking of Hulu, is how they do the sub and dub it's episodes so for stupid. anime. It is so annoying for those that are, I, I'm just, I'm, I, I like to complain on this podcast sometimes because it's an outlet to complain. I'm just going to say it now while we're talking about this subject. So for those that don't know, on anime shows and other things like that, they have two different episodes for the American version with the American dialogue and with the Japanese dialogue, the sub and the dub. And it is so annoying because you don't, it, you, it takes you a while to, sometimes to figure out, okay which episode am I supposed to click? Cause there's like a billion of them and it's like sub and dub. It's just like, and it just ruins the, the, just the interface, the experience with the stream, with the streaming app. It's we've, we, we might've said this on the podcast before, but Hulu's interface is the worst out of the ones that I've experienced. Mm, is it the worst I've experienced? Prime is better. Net prime actually updated theirs. Did you see that no. on my TV? It updated. It looks really cool. Prime. Even before that, I thought prime was better. Prime is better, Netflix is better, HBO Max is better, Disney Plus is better. Is that the four? I think that's the four other ones that I've watched. Yeah, then there's Showtime. Oh, oh, AMC, AMC Plus I had for a month. That is, they're, they're probably a little bit above Hulu, but I not by much, I get, well... No, I would say they're better than Hulu. So AMC Plus better than Hulu. Showtime, I would say, I would, I would say they are a little bit better than Hulu as well. I think they're a little bit more organized than Hulu is. Showtime, yeah. I, I I think the 
the menus of them are a lot cleaner and then when you actually are watching things it's super nice and simple it's like yeah. disney plus almost yeah any other thoughts on prey tj i liked it i think it was it was a good movie overall i think i think there were some things that i i was watching i was like that's okay but for the most part i liked it good I'll also shout out because I thought again it was something that was inventive, given the time that it's that it's been that it's been from the first one to this one that they that they already had the material for that they used, which was when the predator had its cloaking device on and it took out that bear. Oh yeah, and the blood was was all over it while it had its cloaking device on was so cool. Oh yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, that, that, that's one thing I'm definitely interested to see in, like, the later Predator movies is, like, if they take advantage of stuff like that. Because, I mean, we still have, what, three three more? Yeah. Because we have two Oh, right. Cause we, that's true, because we don't know technically if they've done that before. But but yeah. they definitely did. Obviously, they didn't do it in the original. And The yeah. Predator. Oh, Speaking God. of the original, let's, t- let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. The Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper! And... Who else? Uh, Shane Black is in it. Shane Black is in it. Jesse Carl Ventura, Weathers, obviously. Yeah. Jesse Ventura, yeah, Jesse Ventura. You see Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Bill Duke. TJ. Yes. <laughs> oh God. TJ and I were doing the the, 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 the iconic thing. slap with uh, is there anyone with else big in that movie? Weathers and and Schwarzenegger. I think I, we got everyone. I don't big. think so. One thing that I do, uh, that I did think was cool is the helicopter pilot at the end was the guy who was in the Predator yeah. suit. Yeah. Which is what's great about this one and Prey, which is it's an actual suit. It's not CGI. That's one thing that... I think for the most part, they do actual suits. For all of them? I think th- I think so. For like... I th- I know that um the la- or the fourth one goes into some, some CGI. Like, um... Because I think they go for, like, they have, like, this crazy suit that they put the Predator in. Like, um, I can't remember what the thing about it is. If it's, like, it's a suit that they put on Earth, like, thousands of years ago or something like that. It's something like that. It's really dumb. Hmm. Um, Which I think I think was going to be the original plan that they were going to go with with Prey. But then the, it that, oh, the really? sucked so hard that they, they scrapped it. Really? Yeah. Well, because I think like the the thing is is like the whole thing was like the the predator like predators are coming back for this suit that's been on Earth for like hundreds of years, and uh, it's like the crazy ultimate predator suit. And then they used it for a little bit in the new movie, and everyone thought it was the stupidest shit they've ever seen. The one that came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, the predator with uh, the Shane Black one. Um. Wait, I thought the Shane. Was that the Shane Black one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh. um, who did who did the Predators? Oh, Predators or Predators? Um, I don't know. I'll look. Uh, because yeah, the first one is um, John McTiernan. By the way, keep talking. Oh, I, yeah. I need. I can't remember who did the second one, but I think he's done some good stuff. Three, I think the guy wasn't. Yeah, McTiernan know? was a Die Hard. Yeah, right. He did Die Hard right after. Uh, I can't, I think the guy who did two, he had like one or two other big movies, three, I don't honestly know, four is Shane Black, and then, I'm gonna butcher his first name, but it's like, it's like Nimrod Antal or something. What other movies does he have? Control, 
Predators, Metallica through the ne- through the never. Hmm. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. Nothing too crazy big. Nothing too crazy. Oh yeah. The, and then to kind of round out the directors, the guy who did uh, Prey was um Dan. I want to say it's Trennenberg. It's something like that. The guy who did Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, which is another great movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it is absolutely fantastic. Um. Yeah. yeah, he. I'm looking at McTiernan because I know he did. He was. He was. Oh, I think also I want to shout out. No, this is not. Let's just do Letterbox. Letterbox is a lot easier. You want yeah, to do that, TJ? Okay. So look up, look up McTiernan, and then also oh, yeah. look up Joel Silver because I know he's a goaded producer. He made. He's made some goaded stuff, so... I'll go with Joel Silver first. Yeah, do that. Joel Silver produced The Matrix, Die Hard, uh, The Nice Guys, V for Vendetta, Sherlock Holmes, Predator, Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang, Die Hard 2, <laughs> Speed Racer, The Book of Eli, Demolition Man, uh, Weird Science, Rockerola, Roadhouse, The Last Boy Scout, Streets of Fire, 48 Hours, Suburbicon, <laughs> Swordfish... Conspiracy theory. Just, just stop die. there. Think think about think about how many good classic. Oh shit! He did Commando. Oh my god! Iconic movies. This guy did. Oh, this Joel Silver guy. Yeah, tons. Because you also did. Did you just did you say Die Hard in that too? Yeah, that was yeah. the first second one I said. Ma- yeah. yeah, it's Matrix, Die Hard, Nice Guys. Be think about that. He he was a producer on the Matrix, Die Hard. 48 Hours, Lethal Weapon, and Predator. Yeah. Those movies alone would make someone's career. Well, they would make some. They would make anyone's career. Easy. And then there's tons of little ones in here, too. Like Weird Science. And then you shout out stuff like The Last Boy Scout, which is a popular action movie. It's like, this dude is is goaded. Absolutely goaded. Don't do this with my friends here. He's dead tired. (laughs) And then we gotta watch Commando. Dude, I, I know, so funny. I, I, I'm, I'm making. I want to make my way through 80s action movies. So that movie is and so Schwarzenegger funny. action movies. Oh, TJ, can you do uh, McTiernan real quick? Oh yeah, McTiernan. Yeah, I think because he Hunt also for did the Red October. That's the oh. other one. They know he's done. Oh yeah, yeah. With Sean Connery and there's Brendan, Alec Baldwin, and Sam Neill. McTiernan's. Uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 3, Predator, The Hunt for the Red October, The Last Action Hero, and the Thomas Crown Affair remake. Okay. Which is That's, also pretty big. Yeah, so he, solid filmography there, too. Yeah. He, Great, go, yeah. yeah Several, he, like, few I mean, iconic movies in there. A bunch of, yeah, I'd, all of them are pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Die Hard 1 and 3, I mean, are pretty good, crazy action movies. Predator, I mean, it's Predator. Hunt for the October is a big spy movie and stuff like that. There are so many people that have gone on to do great things after Die Hard. The ones specifically that I think of, the three, because those are the ones I know. John McTiernan, and you could also include the actors, of course, too, but besides the actors, John McTiernan, who directed Speed? Oh, uh, yeah, it's something to point almost. Something like that. So, cinematographer for Die Hard as well, and then uh, Joel Silver. Yeah. They all went on to do great things. What's his name? It's like Jan DeBont or something. Yeah, the, the guy who did uh, 
John DeBont or something. Speed. He did Speed, but he did a, he did some other ones that were pretty yeah, big, like he that he was a part Raider, of. Yeah. Um, one of them. I can't Nonetheless, remember. successful careers. Yeah. After it. Really just crazy what came off of that film. But we're talking about Predator here. Let's go back to Predator, obviously. Yeah. You think it's a, a little better than Prey. Mm-hmm. I... I think Prey's a little better than Predator, so we're kind of like, we're in the same area where we think they're basically just as good as the other, but explain to me what you love so much, TJ, about about Predator. I like the feel of this movie, just straight up. I think this movie knows that it's stupid at times, and I think it embraces that. I think it's, I like its pacing, I like... I like that the story is a, is a thing, but at the same time, you don't have to pay attention to shit because right. at, in the in like thirty minutes into the movie, it just becomes a big alien hunting big muscle men that it with it just say goofy lines and it's <laughs> it knows it's stupid and I love it. Yeah, uh, I love the setting. I love the the music. I forgot how good the Predator theme is, dude. And, the Predator theme is up there. We're talking easy top five themes for action movies in the 80s easy i i when i was like re-watching the movie i i forgot how good it is i i think it might just be one of my favorite themes just in general i i would i would agree yeah i i, I was, it started up again and i was like oh god i forgot how much i love this mm-hmm. um, it's up there with just straight up all the themes in the 80s like with the with the top gun theme yeah like top gun it, it's it's not nearly as iconic because you're dealing with freaking top gun yeah but it is extremely iconic nonetheless and i would put those two up there it, it goes it goes it challenges that that top gun theme easy yeah, it, it, it's in that top league of stuff that's just like it's so iconic and it's just it's so catchy just like you think about it and you're just like oh my god i love this um yeah and I think that's just like the use of it, and it's just like the feeling you get while like hearing it. It's just it's so cool. And the thing is, too, you also know it's good because they use it a lot, and it never gets old. Oh, like God, it's no, yeah, it's, it's awesome. used, it's used more than the Top Gun theme. It's used more than a lot of those iconic action themes or themes in general from the eighties. But it no, it never gets boring, and it's always a treat when it comes on. It. it Honestly, Arnold Schwarzenegger could be drinking iced tea and that thing comes on and I'm like, oh my gosh. I like this. Th- things are about to happen. Well, Instant this five is great. star activity. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens. In the director's cut of Predator, there's a, there's a shot of Arnold having has this this bottle of iced tea in his pocket. He just takes it out. A nice brisk. Yeah, after they're wa- after, while they're waiting for the Predator after they set all those traps, he's just like clear um, Brand product placement. It's yeah. just like open it. You know it was there. It's a Michael Bay movie at this point. <laughs> yeah. But that's a, that's a good shout out. Also shout out the just delaying the appearance of the Predator too is a great shout out. Yes, that's one thing I love about this movie. Very much Jaws-like. Jaws was yes. kind of like the OG in that department waiting till the last whatever to actually reveal the the monster, reveal whatever. That was great. That was a great touch. I also love how they delay it, like the way they delay it by showing the his thermal infrared. Yeah, they show the thermal and kind of like the outline of him, but like what, what I'm like, saying, what like like one of the ways he we catch on to him is like it shows his POV with the thermal yeah. thing. Like that's 
that's great because it really sparks your imagination of and your concern like. yeah. and like and you also hear his cackling too it's like what the what is this <laughs> yeah it that that is a great way to delay the introduction and keep you as a viewer satisfied and waiting for when he actually gets revealed which i didn't keep track i don't know the minute mark that he actually his his cloaking device doesn't fully come off actually until the final like, until like Schwarzenegger, much, yeah. right? Until pretty much the end of the movie. Because um, now that I think about because I know it kind of um, goes in and out because it kind of gets, uh, there's some malfunctions, but it doesn't yeah. fully remove itself, until, I think, yeah. until the end. Yeah, because like uh, through the movie, like they, they show him like in the, like, the, the cloaking like, thing and like maybe like 45 minutes in where it's like the Kichau is Shane Black. And then they, do they show him? I can't remember. Do they show him full full body shot when he when they when he kills Carl Weathers? I wonder if they do. I can't remember. Because um, remember, he I know he lifts him up. Like he's left, he's left, he's lifting Carl Weathers off after he's chopped off Carl Weathers' arm. And yeah, I think he I think he lifts him up, or maybe he doesn't. I can't remember. But yeah, the, they 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 show him like in like, and I think they may like show like stuff from like his outside of his suit, just kind of being like show uh, like kind of just stuff like when he's like healing himself and stuff like that yeah and then they show him from afar when he like rips out the spine and he he does like a scorpion style move that which i mean one of the most iconic parts of the movie yeah um and stuff like that but i think like i mean they don't and like they don't demask him until like the last like five minutes of the movie that's much. a great moment too it's yeah. it's horrifying because they let they give you time to see this weird looking alien like figure yeah and and then they decide to reveal the mask and you have a whole nother moment where you're kind of disgusted and and freaked out so i think that was also great on the on their the timing wise that was great too and also this is just flat out one of schwarzenegger's best movies of all time i think it's in his top I mean, you'd probably include this one, probably the two Terminator movies, the Mm -hmm. first two Terminator movies, but it is up there as easily a top five or even more. I'm going to pull up some Schwarzenegger movies because now I'm interested. uh, Also, we have to go in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, all good. So is there anything else you want to say, TJ, in these two minutes before we have to close things up? I love this movie. Okay, yeah. uh, Schwarzenegger movies. Uh, Terminator 1 and 2, Predator, Total Recall, Batman and Robin. Uh, True Lies, The Expendables, Last Action Hero, Commando, The Running Man, Conan the Barbarian, Kindergarten Cop. Uh, I feel like there's more. I want to shout out how you. I think you mentioned this too, TJ. How absurd the action is. It's it awesome. Just, it's so eighties and so. I've said this before. There are several eighties action movies that the action is is specifically. Uh, 80s it's specifically 80s but it's still it's weird because it still transcends the 80s and it's time it's weird how that works but it does and this is one of those movies it's great it's excessive i love when they raid the the base camp the camp of of the whatever the rebels or something i don't know what they i can't remember what they are but um they just absolutely blow it to shreds. Oh, it's so cool. It's, it's very Police Story 3. Oh, the, my like, gosh. All its crazy explosions. And I was like, 
Isn't this those like those two back to back are just it's a fun watch. Oh my gosh, I I kind of wonder if the director of that Play Story three was like that he watched that scene because I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it, it, it's a there's a it's a similar location, sort of mm-hmm. jungle stuff like that where the pre- Police Story three bases that gets all those explosions. I personally like the Police Story three base explosion sequence more because it it goes on for there's literally 10 individual moments of things blowing up but the obviously the predator one is fantastic it's so excessive and so good yeah it's i mean like all the explosions mixed with like the big helicopter gun oh my dude so for for those that are wondering so for for those that don't know because you all don't know i have these pretty nice speakers that do that do some good stuff with the bass and the bass would only really turn on with the the big the big gun that was on the dude's back and it was so funny and it was part made it so funny and so cool but anyway that that is predator we gotta go awesome praise great predator's great we're excited to see the rest of the movies yeah and without further ado we will catch you all as tj says oh (laughs) on the next episode of the manic movie assistance podcast Peace. See ya.